AFC Championship game that was in the regular season. You say Pittsburgh versus uh, the Patriots. What about the other side? Who is shaping up there as a strong contender? One of them has to be the Carolina Panthers, surely. Although they've been uh, mired by uh, some reasonably interesting issues. Linebacker Thomas Davies has been suspended two games for an elite. Their founder, Jerry Richardson, uh, is out as far as the day-to-day management of the organisation. To discuss all of these topics, uh, we are happy to welcome in from the Charlotte Observer, uh, Brendan Marks. Brendan, let's start off by talking ownership before we talk the O's. Other issues, just walk us through the timeline. How have we got to this position? And pretty quickly, that sees Jerry Richardson out. I think Tina Becker has been named earlier today as chief operating officer, and we've got potential new owners lining up. Uh, walk us through the, the time frame of how we've got to this point. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been a long road. It's been a, it's been a crazy and a hectic week, uh, especially here in Charlotte, um, and, and the waves of it are kind of reverberating throughout the country and throughout the league. Uh, on Friday at around 6 o'clock at night, uh, the Panthers sent out a team statement saying that Jerry Richardson was under investigation for the first time, uh, and we have since come to find out that Mr. Richardson learned the day before that he was under investigation by Sports Illustrated. Obviously, yesterday morning, this bombshell allegation story drops uh, detailing multiple instances excuse me, of workplace misconduct, of sexual assault, and racial abuse as well. And uh, I think from there, the, 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 the tide of public opinion has sort of moved really rapidly. Um, and you've seen everything sort of deteriorate, and, and the team and Mr. Richardson are starting to separate. Um, the announcement yesterday that he would sell the team was a big step, um, but there was a question that he's still going to be at the games, he's still going to be involved, and the decision today uh, that he would not be is, a, is another step in the direction, and the NFL is going to continue its investigation. So this is not going away anytime soon. Well, he's been central to this, what, since the late 80s when Carolina wanted to bring an NFL, NFL franchise. So he and the Panthers have been joined at the hip for, what, 30 years? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, he's the reason that the Carolina Panthers exist. Um, before the Carolina Panthers existed, a lot of uh, NFL fans who live locally either had to be fans in Atlanta or in Washington because those were the two closest teams. And he really brought an entire region together. Uh, through sport, which is remarkable, and, and that achievement should not be uh, should not be forgotten in all of this too, um, because it's a tremendous thing that he accomplished. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like you said, it, that was a long time ago, and things are a lot different now. And, and none of that excuses uh, if these allegations are found true. It doesn't excuse Mr. Richardson's behavior. The impact on the team itself, the NFC does seem now wide open, considering the injury to Philadelphia Eagles and the very much informed quarterback uh, Carson Wentz. So what about the impact on the field? Are you at all worried it's sort of becoming a distraction? Yeah, uh, the Panthers have had a couple of off-the-field distractions this year. They've had uh, earlier this year when the whole protest and social justice movement was sweeping through the NFL and kneeling during the, NFL, during the national anthem. Uh, that was a huge point of contention, and, and the Panthers went out the week that that was a, a primary issue, and they won handedly. And so I think that this team has proven that they are somehow able to differentiate between on-the-field and off-the-field matters. Um, this, is, this is almost a different situation because it is so central to them and so specific to them. Uh, but at the same time, they've, they've proven in the past on multiple occasions that off-the-field uh, events like this don't really – necessarily hinder them on the field and so I mean they they won against a terrific Green Bay Packers team yesterday and I mean I see them uh, not letting it get to them too much. 
Uh, talk me through the loss of uh, linebacker Thomas Davis, who's been suspended for two games for an illegal hit on the back of that Green Bay Packers victory. Uh, what did you make of the right. incident, and, and is the suspension fair in your mind? Yeah, um, it's hard to say because um, I, I was actually in the in the locker room yesterday with uh, Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and he said, you know, Thomas Davis is a repeat offender, and those two words, repeat offender, are the two that kind of stick out when you uh, heard from him and when, when you've now heard from the NFL and that it's suspending him. Uh, this isn't Davis's first instance of being fined or called for unnecessary roughness so far this year. Um, so you mentioned the two-game suspension. I do think that uh, when he appeals, which he's appealing, uh, I think it's probably going to get reduced to one game, uh, as has been sort of the custom with the NFL this year. Um, but it's hard to say uh, if, if he deserves the suspension or not. You know, the NFL is doing what it can to take these hits out of the league, and do I think his hit was malicious? Absolutely not. Uh, Thomas is, is a great guy, and, and in my interactions with him, he's, uh, he's never uh, portrayed himself that way. He's never acted that way before, and so... I don't think it was a malicious hit, but I think this is more of the NFL trying to send a message that it, it feels so strongly about removing these sort of defenseless hits um, to to receivers that, uh, you know, at some point you have to make an example of someone. And I think that uh, there's a chance that Thomas is one of those examples. We saw yesterday a great audition as far as the AFC and who might uh, progress and represent uh, that conference uh, as far as the Super Bowl is concerned. Can you scout the, the NFC at the remainder of the regular season and the playoffs as we wrap this up? Who do you think is going to be there at the end? You know, you mentioned uh, the the injury to the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, Carson Wentz. Um, that's, a, that's a huge blow to them. Uh, he was having an MVP-level campaign, and for him to go down like that uh, is tough. But luckily for them, they had Nick Foles, who, who stepped in, and their backup, I think he had four touchdowns. It's like the Giants, though, wasn't it? The Giants. Yeah, you and I could throw a couple of touchdowns against the Giants. <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But at the same time, Foles has some history in the league, and he's been there before. And, and I think that you could do worse for having someone uh, as your backup than him. You definitely could have much worse options. Um, so I think that the Eagles, their defense is so strong that I think that they will still continue to be there at the end. The Minnesota Vikings, who the Panthers played last week before Green Bay, uh, they looked tremendous yesterday and absolutely whooping on the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and then I think that it's going to be uh, the, the Panthers, who, who have really surged in recent weeks, and their offense and their defense are both coming together well. The defense is finally getting takeaways. And then the fourth team that I would say is really a contender in the NFC uh, are the Los Angeles Rams, who, again, absolutely destroyed the Seahawks yesterday. Uh, Todd Gurley, their running back, he, he is up to his play. He's, he's at an MVP level right now, and that defense is scary. Um, so I know the Panthers don't want to play the Saints, and they beat the Vikings, but uh, they lost to the Eagles, and, and the Rams are a tough matchup for them too. So that's how I see the, the NFC sort of shaking out at the end there. And, and lastly here, Brendan, uh, and thank you for joining us here on Radio Sport in this very busy time for you. And I'll leave this to last because I assume it will not be settled to after the Super Bowl, but... Uh, the new ownership group, the lining up, there's some star quality amongst them. Have you heard much as to who might be a credible option to buy this franchise? Yeah, um, there there were some rumblings on social media yesterday and today about people who potentially could uh, make a bid for the Panthers. Um, I know Diddy, uh, Puff Daddy, what Sean Sean Combs, how, whatever you want to call him by, um, <laughs> he made his. Uh, desire to own the franchise clear um, and, and I know that the, the most important thing to the Panthers and their fan base is to make sure that it's 
someone who has an interest in keeping the team local because there's a hard tether that the team has to the city of Charlotte, but that tether runs out in July of 2019. And the most important thing to the fans and to the organization is making sure that the team stays here. So someone local um, who has an interest in doing that, uh, someone else who's been mentioned is, is Marcus Smith, who uh, owns the Speedway Motorsports, the, the racing part. Uh, he's a very important player in the racing division in, in Charlotte and the southeastern region of the United States. And he has the resources that he can make a bid for it. Um, Steph Curry. <laughs> The Golden State Warriors uh, point guard, he's from Charlotte. Uh, he, he's one of Charlotte's sons, and, and he mentioned on Twitter yesterday that maybe he would be interested. So uh, I think it's still a little bit too early to tell, but uh, whoever it is, I think the most important thing for the team, for, for whatever direction they go in, is making sure that it's someone who will keep the Panthers in Charlotte. Okay, thanks, uh, Brendan. We'll leave it at that. So I do appreciate your time. That is uh, Brendan Marks joining us from the Charlotte Observer Talking NFL work focus on Carolina and the NFC.